0: Caiaphas, they're right outside our
1: yard.
2: <gasps> Quick Caiaphas, go call the Roman guard.
0: No, wait! We need a more permanent solution to our problem. Two, three, for
2: what then to do about <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth, miracle wonderman, hero of
0: fools? No riots, no army, no fighting, no slogans.
2: One thing I'll say for him:
0: Jesus is cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool, God. Yeah, thank you. The yeah, worst. That cool sucked. That's that was ter- a bad cool. Well, I mean, it's just Jesus is cool. Our vocal cords yeah. are not thick enough
2: <laughs> well i've been i've been taking singing lessons actually which you can't tell from this um so but nor i guess if i wasn't sick i my throat is actually affected right now is my excuse yeah but I do you have do like a the deepest voice.
0: baritone of anyone no ever. but i can do lower than that
2: without it sound okay. sounding like that bag of gravel cool all right cool anyway you saved it we'll take your cool and place it there hey everyone Welcome back to Into the Metaverse, episode four. Episode four. Remember when the Metaverse was all, we were all a Twitter about it, and it was the whole core the of the zeitgeist. Whole, yeah. That was like five things ago. <laughs> there was, There's
0: Ukraine, Uvalde, like... Whoa, uh, gosh, that got dark. It went from well, video game world to... I'm not
2: comparing them. I'm just saying there's many things have come along and wiped our memories. Um, But fuck it. We're still doing it. (laughs) This was designed to be a three-part, I think, originally. Now a four-part miniseries where I talked to my best pal, Griffin Rowell, about the metaverse and associated technologies. And we sort of figure out what the deal is with that because... Uh, it remains a fascinating thing happening in the background, whether or not it's the thing of the moment. And I think speaking of the thing of the moment, um, as we've delved into this, it's also had to do with um, the, the crypto chain or what's it called? The blockchain, the blockchain. <laughs> that fuels crypto uh, coin, cryptocurrency technologies and associated technologies, including NFTs we've discussed and all of this shit is crashing right now a- as you everything may have heard. is just
0: burning. This entire
2: market's <laughs> crashing and burning. So I actually think it's a really fortuitously interesting like this is such a cool mini series in terms of an artifact of an yeah. era. We've we've gone through we, arcs
0: of of culture <laughs> for the past yes, few months.
2: and we stretched it out long enough that that has happened that now there's like been big changes. So uh Griffin um what I mean, I won't go through your accolades and justifications because this is the last episode. Basically, you should start at the beginning if you want to know more about who Griffin is and why he's the one we're talking to about this. But he knows his shit in this regard. And uh, Griffin, at first, what did you intend episode four to be? Or what did you think it was going to be? And then where did we land? What are we talking about today? Can I get a little preview?
0: Yeah, so the first few episodes really talked about, you know, what this metaverse thing is. It has different names, spatial web, immersive immersive web, metaverse, whatever you want to call it. Cyberspace. Uh, Yeah, right. Any of it. Um, And we talked about what the platforms are and like NFTs, like you said. And I kind of wanted to get a little bit more into how this can actually exist in the future and kind of the the technological challenges that are being faced at a a high level and and you know the interoperability which is kind of a buzzword for how these things will work together so that you can have what is known as a persistence of identity and all this kind of stuff so that uh, your digital your digital being uh, that you that's representing you is similar to an actual identity Uh, And less like what we have in video games now, which is like a handle in Fortnite and a handle in in Roblox Mm -hmm. or whatever, right? Because those are the two big platforms that are being considered metaverses right now uh, by Forbes or whatever thing is writing about the metaverse.
2: So that's where where we are. Well, I was just going to say, and as we've explained on previous episodes it's kind of presumptuous to say that anyone is building the metaverse because that's like saying the internet or we own it or like, hopefully it won't be the Disney metaverse and that's all there is.
0: Hopefully there's various <laughs> metaverses. I mean, if you look at movies, and, uh, it might just be right. the Disney metaverse, but
2: that's yeah. We'll the, uh Ready player one multiverse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So the goal is, and I've heard a lot of compelling arguments about why interoperability is fundamentally at odds with, Certain aspects, right? And that's that's sort of the debunking of, like, what is the metaverse actually going to be? Well, we don't know. We're figuring that out. But I think a lot of people sort of dismiss it out of hand because they hear things like, there will never be interoperability because why would a well-balanced, like, from-software game like Elden Ring allow you to take the shotgun from Halo into it? That would fuck up their game. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. There probably won't be that. But that doesn't mean there won't be anything, um, right? So Griffin's going to tell us more about what there it, might actually be.
0: One Go thing ahead. that I think is uh, is important is that I think there's just a there's a conflation of the metaverse as a as a holistic concept with gaming, and mm-hmm. I think gaming is definitely the foundational. I don't know the foundational modality of the metaverse let's say because that's what we're familiar with that's what's given rise to these game engines that can have physics simulations and things like this right but uh ultimately what we're talking about is something that extends like pretty far beyond gaming like if you read snow crash or any of these things where these ideas came from it's basically just life like i mean second life it's also shopping yeah right well i mean yes shopping concerts Just whatever events, get-togethers, more maybe more mini games. Uh, I actually used to really like flash games back in the day, and I I, I think a lot about like maybe there'll just be like simple casual things that are three D now and have you know you have your your actual identity. Were
2: you a Newgrounds guy? Were you trolling new grands, playing the school shooting simulator game, shit like that? No, I don't think I ever did this intentionally edgy bullshit.
0: Okay, this is getting really dumb, but uh, I actually just really love tower defense games. But yeah, super into tower defense games. I'm glad I don't play that anymore. Um, But yeah, so wear that proudly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like you know, Fortnite. Yes, probably is never going to interoperate with Roblox or some other. Game that's well-balanced and designed to be self-contained, right? But if the identity behind the Fortnite account also has identities tied to these other accounts and in addition to game assets, there are other things like their avatars and, uh, and whatever, you know, NFTs, for example, of various artworks or trinkets or doodads or clothes, Um, that don't have utility in a game, a lot of these games will still probably prohibit that. Like Fortnite, for example, in particular, because they're making all of their money on selling hats. But I can also imagine that an entire genre of gaming will develop that's specifically for these these kinds of identities, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of VRChat, but VRChat is like, this crazy chaos it's basically the internet (laughs) the internet run wild in 3d right and it's just a bunch of madness and it's kind of built on the foundation of just do whatever you want and uh as as these identities become more persistent i have to get rid of this picture of you with your face michael sent me a picture of his face swollen up like he got stung by a thousand bees it's very distracting
2: um, yeah, I'm in the midst of a horrible allergy attack. That's neither here nor there. Let's no, talk about the matter of fact.
0: Sorry it, for it, the. It was, it was
2: grotesque. distractingly yeah. distractingly horrifying. Thanks <laughs> you for add, saying that about my can, face. It's usually so um,
0: beautiful, is the thing. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but that does
2: remind me a lot of. There's uh, I feel like gaming's already striving for this in many ways. And one example that comes to mind readily is Destiny 2 because the lore is so deep and complex and for nerds who they want to get very deeply involved in the world of the game. And part of the way they do that is all these cards you can unlock, like there's a robust internet side experience that is not playing the game. You don't shoot anything and there's no, right. But it's, so it's not that Destiny 2 would become the metaverse or have a metaverse component, but maybe that would, right? Like the ARG that's wrapped around their lore that they have, that could become a 3D space. I could see that much more. I think I think games want this. I do think that game properties... So like From wouldn't... It's just like saying From Software wouldn't let Halo guns in their game, but From Software does have a website.
0: Yeah, right. And yeah, yeah and... I think that's what a lot of this that's specifically the kind of stuff that I'm interested in is the immersive web. Like I think mm-hmm. I think that the metaverse should be the internet and that web browsers are introducing technologies that are there's this thing called web GPU, which is a standard that browsers are implementing currently. It's like in beta and Chrome right now. And what it does is it allows your web browser to use 95% of your system's hardware resources. So, uh, you know, web browsers have traditionally been very limited on what they can use, like with your RAM and your GPU and your processor. But now, because of the past few years, it's going to be 95% of what Unreal Engine would be able to use on a native game like Fortnite, right? Um, mm-hmm. And with that, Gives the ability to have these real-time multiplayer simulations in the web browser, and that, in turn, allows the capability of building websites that are these immersive worlds rather than flat 2D web pages, uh, and load in very similar times and have very similar performance, but with the added, uh, you know, capabilities of having real-time voice and video chat and being able to bring your friends into whatever website you're at and walk around together and do whatever, listen to music, buy things, look at art. Um, It's really, it's really endless potential. And we keep, everyone keeps talking about, we don't know what the metaverse is going to be, but I I mean, just, just imagine, just imagine the things that exist now on both gaming Mm -hmm. and the internet and then, you know, spatialize it, make it 3d. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's, and or like it's
2: yeah i think people also run into the barrier where they think oh so i gotta wear a helmet for this or this is some kind of pod and you're like well no it could be like we already are starting to see and having it's a hybridized experience available probably on your phone on your browser in vr if you put a vr headset on or even an arg version through glasses or whatever it will be multiple things accessible through you know However, you access things, probably
0: yeah, and i'm I'm a uh, I, don't, I, I don't actually like VR all that much. I think the AR glasses is probably going to be much more powerful, um, and there's a company called Niantic, the people who made Pokemon Go, who have you mm-hmm. know they've kind of committed to this real world metaverse is what they've coined it as. Basically, it's an augmented reality um, overlay of the world, and they bought this company called 8th wall. Which makes uh, augmented reality experiences like that's their software. They help people do that, and they've Mm -hmm. they've combined and they've actually introduced payment schemes like Pay Per View, so that if I if I go to like a restaurant and an artist puts something on the wall in augmented reality, uh, I can view that experience, and they're like facilitating payments to these creators and stuff already. So this, I think that's one of the kind of the coolest things is our world may you know like you know have you ever heard like birds can see ultraviolet and they see you know they mm-hmm. see this world of color that that we can't see as as humans
2: helps them navigate to the flowers that have the best pollen and shit right
0: right yeah and i kind of Nectar. i kind of see the future as as that that the the world will have this digital this digital side to Overlay. it that you have to have these glasses to, to see, obviously, right? Or contact lenses. If you look at Mojo Vision, they just did the first test of augmented reality contact lenses. Um, and uh, it will just be this rich world that will be, you know, hopefully in its best form, uh, a, a place for creators to make what they want and for people to collaborate and build upon experiences in ways that is just not possible right now. And we'll have, that's really the part that's hard to imagine. You can't.
2: Are you aware of the painter William Turner? Uh, No, no, go ahead. You know I, I know the name, that? but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was famous for, he would paint uh, nature scenes or landscapes and overlay them with colors and like tricks of the light that represented the feeling that he had for, like he would try to put emotion onto it, oh, on okay. top of it. Um, it just makes me think of like an ARG (laughs) in some ways Yeah, he was already trying to replicate that idea of like, what if I could look out there and see more stuff on top of what I'm seeing that represents, or it's like Geordie LaForge can look at a wall and understand the composition of the materials, et cetera. It'll be weird.
0: Yeah. I'm, I I think that's really cool. I, you know, the way that we're connect, we're kind of stuck with our devices right now. Um, Mm -hmm like especially VR glasses and desktop and mobile it just doesn't seem like that's going to last into the future it'll become a much more organic um experience that that will be much more extensible than it is right now do you think Very, we'll ever get to the contact
2: lens level yeah Feels no, no like that's a what, deal. so look at yeah.
0: mojo vision it's all, i think it's only green it's like a you remember the old green or amber mm-hmm. monitors it's i think it's only green right now it's a virtual
2: but, boy you can play, yeah, right. A virtual voice mono, monochromatic,
0: yeah. um, and uh, they did the first. It was uh, the. I think their CEO was the one who tested it, but it was the first, you know, human worn, augmented reality lens uh, contact Ooh. lens. So, and he yeah. played it Tower D, flash. <laughs> That's right. That's right. With his yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah. Somehow he found a flash site and he played it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there are a lot of obstacles to get there and just kind of going back to the interoperability part, there's, you know, you have to have portability and interoperability and for that, the people inside this system of this platform, the metaverse, whatever you want to call it,
2: mm-hmm. they have
0: to have an identity and, and with that identity comes their representations, the avatars, uh, their possessions, inventory, the content within the worlds and how they work together, uh, social networking, and traversal. So the way that you actually move beyond between the worlds. Right. And a lot of this stuff is kind of solved. Well, actually, only only a couple, two of those things are solved within the, the 2D internet. Um, but they, they're difficult in the 3D internet. Um, and we can get into that a little bit later. I just wanted to go through this list because each one is kind of its own. Its own topic. Um, go, man, go. Yeah, identity is, is kind of the nerdiest part of this whole thing and mm-hmm. also maybe the most important. And it's, it's, in, it's an interesting footnote of the Internet that universal uh, decentralized identity was almost a possibility in the, in the beginning of like the social networking days. Google and Facebook tried interoperable um, like logins. But, of course, mm. their business models were predicated on the fact that they well, owned all of their users, right? Right, so, but
2: there already is. I mean, interoper- I didn't even think of that interoperability angle because it's so mundane. But it is important to note that I used to log into everything distinctly and discreetly. And you could feel that underlying them, they were separated systems. Now there's so many sites where I, they go or you're Google, right? And I go, yeah, I am Google. And they go, yeah, that's fine too. We'll take that. You can just come in.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it's beginning. Well, no, no. no. So that's, that was a misstep. That was, that was the, that was the, Oh, you're against that. I, so that is like OAuth kind of stuff. And what, Mm -hmm. what that means is that one platform controls the identities of the people like that use those platforms and then extends to other platforms. Right. Right. And what the Ah, internet
2: true interoperability,
0: it's monopolization. Right. Right. (laughs) And so the internet's built on open standards. That's why we can have things like, um, HTTP and, and TCP IP and all this kind of stuff, right? These are standards that everyone has access to and is an, is a level playing field. And there are these things called so so actually before I talk about this next thing, uh, Web three the crypto space has start, kind of started down this road with with wallets right like MetaMask is your identity it contains all of your NFTs it has your crypto tokens in it it's that that's what it's it is a proxy for your identity um, unfortunately those are not open standards and MetaMask is still uh, using one blockchain, which while you know mainly Ethereum, and while that's widely adopted, it's not really it's not really ubiquitous. the The Ethereum blockchain is still its own closed ecosystem, basically, right? A lot of people are working on making these tokens fluidly uh, exchangeable so you don't have to have such barriers. But ultimately, An open standard would be something that is just a specification and every developer would be able to handle things agnostically of any service or property or brand or anything like that. So while MetaMask is widely adopted, MetaMask still has to be incorporated into whatever platform is using MetaMask as identity, right? So there are these things called dids, decentralized identifiers, which are much more popular academically and actually being used by governments and uh, for age verification and credentials like uh, education and things like this. This is kind of, this is kind of seen as like the, the, the real path forward and mm-hmm. W3C um, re- led by Tim Berners-Lee who just, you know, who basically created the, the web. Uh, I think uh, last week, there was a. He created the web last week. Oh no, Okay, go no, ahead. <laughs> he created the web, uh, and and last week he made the decision. Which I don't know if you know this, but the the internet is basically controlled by Tim Berners Lee, and it's like a benevolent dictatorship. And all the standards like kind of go through him, and he either says yay or nay to making things a part of the internet. Um, wow. And these <laughs> it's kind of crazy actually. He's going to retire or or die at some point, so it's probably not. A, a sustainable system but and does he what is he, does he like
2: send white smoke through a chimney and like knight someone who's gonna take over watching over the internet how is this done
0: oh no he's he gonna super, succeed him he writes super boring memos um but, uh, yeah, but who's gonna take over where's the transition oh, of power yeah no i don't think that's like i don't think that's established, established. yeah it's a it's Ooh. it's not a great system um yeah it'll end up being like a a Giant fractured internet after he after he's gone, um, probably not. I'm sure we'll work it out. But this DIDs thing, there was some mm-hmm. opposition by uh, various organizations, including like Mozilla, uh, and they didn't want DIDs. They didn't think they were ready to be incorporated. And Tim Berners Lee basically said, "No, DIDs are the path forward." Some of some of there are some technological barriers here still, but this is how we're going to do it. And so people like uh, Google and Mozilla and Apple will be looking at these DIDS standards uh, for incorporation directly into the web browser. So instead of having a MetaMask that you have to connect to your browser and then every website has to incorporate it, the web browsers themselves will contain the identities of the people using them. And this doesn't mean that they will actually control the identities like Google does now. DIDs are, uh, you know, they can be cryptographically protected and decentralized so that each individual user owns their identity. And this allows for controls on information so that if you tell Google you are okay with them using your information for maps, uh, they can do that. But it's not it's not uh, inherently controlled by google because you're using their services all the time and so this will be very complicated for the companies and all these surveillance capital business models but i'm sure they'll adapt uh, to it but yeah. this is this is kind of the basis <laughs> of identity in the metaverses is uh, this is
2: this stuff is very interesting to me, but it's just I'm having a weird out of body experience of how little this is like anything else we cover on this network. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well like, we can, this is we very can move interesting. On. Would you like to yeah, move yeah, on yeah. to
0: physics bones and furries?
2: <laughs> this sounds yeah, that sound, There you go. <laughs> okay,
0: so the avatars. You, are you, the, if you
2: can involve Kubrick or Wes Anderson somehow, that'd be bonus. Wes Wes Anderson. I I don't. Uh, let's see here. No. Just make it twee as we go.
0: Okay, okay. Make it cute. Um, <laughs> sorry that that got too nerdy. Um, so the <laughs> avatars, you got your identity, and then it's already seen. We've seen kind of with the NFT stuff that uh, these PFPs, you know, all the all the pictures that you put on Twitter and all this are your avatars. Yeah. And then Metaverse, everything's 3D, so you'll have like uh, a game avatar that will have you know different movements and everything. Based on whatever aesthetic you like and whatever property you like, potentially NFTs, potentially maybe just from an artist. Uh, It doesn't have to be an NFT. And through dids, you can do all this kind of different stuff. It doesn't have to be tied to one blockchain. Um, Okay. How would
2: you respond to... uh, So I think one of the aspects of doing this amidst a huge crash is... Or like if people seen, I'm sure, I mean, it's highly saturated by this point. I know you've seen it because we've discussed in the interim, this hugely popular video line goes up where Mm -hmm. that sort of breaks down. So I think in a lot of people's, in the forefront of a lot of people's minds are the criticisms again. So I'm going to bring them up as we go because I'm also really interested in your responses. Um, What would you say to the idea that the, it's like everyone's getting hacked constantly (laughs) and all my apes are gone you know what i mean like yeah. will it ever be secure enough is that a real hurdle like what's with the seeming inability to it's we keep talking about the promise of so it's totally anonymous because it's cryptographed and therefore everyone's safe and decentralized it sure seems like everyone's not
0: safe and everyone keeps losing their apes or what have you so the way that okay so i sold an nft recently like a pretty expensive nft and yes, the infrastructure and the user experience for all this stuff is extremely horrible and stressful. Like, you don't know when you send $100,000 to someone if it's really going to make it, right? Like, if you mistyped a number, it's not like a bank where they say, oh, we couldn't, we couldn't send this. We're taking a $40 fee, but here's your $100,000 back, right? It just gets lost mm-hmm. in the blockchain. as like a failed, <laughs> failed transaction. So that wow. obviously... Is terrible and um, yeah I'm sure there will be brokers and people who have who are like underwriting these transitions or these transactions and and helping provide some safety to people Uh, but ultimately the problem with all this stuff is we keep hearing about people getting their stuff stolen or hacked and really what's happening is social engineering so while it's a fair criticism that it's somewhat easy to break into someone's wallet, if someone gives you access to the wallet in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, the reality is that people are like giving people their seed phrases and basically like their passwords to their bank account and they're not understanding what they're giving to people. And, uh, the other problem that happens is on like, most of the stuff is done on discord. And they're like through bots, right? So that that verify people's credentials. And it's like really easy to trick people just enough so that they think they're being asked a question by their community, um, or like like the community leaders, like the board apes or whatever. But they're actually just being asked by someone who has made a an aesthetically identical representation. And like,
2: hey, what's your password, bro? Basically, (laughs) like, oh, "Oh." We're trying to work here.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, like seriously, like, oh, we're trying to airdrop you a new board ape. We need your seed phrase. And the person goes, which I I really just cannot fathom. But they're like, oh, cool. I have this $200,000 thing. Let me give someone root access to to my my car, to (laughs) to my bank account. Yeah. So um, a lot of this stuff is because of education. It's because these are still very social norms
2: will change and will become. Yeah.
0: yeah. I do think, um, I, I think these dids are probably a better way um, that they're, they're not, they're not quite as public as like the blockchain stuff, but even the anonymity on the blockchain, like they're, you know, Silk Road and all this, people have been prosecuted by the US government. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's not as anonymous as everyone thinks it is, right? With enough detective work, you can figure out the breadcrumbs and find out who
2: Silk Road, are. if you're unaware, is a drug trafficking website that I think you can access through is this various still a, like, Is it
0: still around? I don't even know if it's still I don't around. Know.
2: I don't know. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know, sir. Um,
0: <laughs> I, never, I never went on the no, dark web. I couldn't web. be
2: bothered to figure it out enough to get to it. I totally would. <laughs> I'm th- I am that dumb. But I, I've never uh, tried. I don't know if it still exists. But it's like an infamous secret website you can get to if you know how to use the internet well enough where you can buy drugs. And you're saying that people do get busted on that a lot, which I also see in the news from time to time. So-and-so yeah. from Silk yeah. Road is busted, yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, as far as, yeah, as far as all all the NFT stuff, there are fair criticisms. And, uh, you know, I think, I think one of the best criticisms is that they're not really, you know, it's kind of everything is seen as, as open, but they're really not open. A single chain is kind of its own walled garden, right? A lot of the web three stuff talks about being decentralized and, we're going to break down all of these barriers that big tech has put up for us. But really, mm-hmm. if you think about it, like Ethereum is its own platform. It's its own self-contained economy. And if the liquid exchange between Ethereum and Solana and Cardano and everything are totally broken down, then the actual benefits of any individual blockchain are not as strong like economically. And I, it, it would be interested to see what would happen to the prices of these various coins if everything became totally open and interoperable. And so that kind of does lead you to believe that maybe um, while a great foundation, if those will be the ultimate technologies used, you know, 10 or 15 years in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, ultimately this interoperability thing with our, our avatars and our identities is that we need to find some way to make it easy. Because if I go into VRChat, I can make the most amazing... Av- they put all their money into avatars. You know, right. I can have physics bones for my ears and my tail mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But if I go into Fortnite, that thing is worthless. And if I go into Roblox, that thing doesn't even make sense because Roblox is like a voxel engine, right? Um, and so in the future, we'll either have to have multiple file formats for each avatar that will change depending on which game you go to. Like or, it's a walking folder with all the models inside it. Right. Ba- tied to your identity, right? Tied to your either. Or your procedurally
2: AI generated voxel art based on the input model.
0: Well, I think, I mean, maybe eventually, but even easier than that is just whenever you buy an avatar, you get five different file formats and whatever right. game you go into tells it which one to use. Um, but that's something that's still very still seems like a bit much
2: to expect a, from companies to work that together. Exactly right, <laughs> unless
0: it's demanded. Yeah, um, unless it's but,
2: what we want and it's how they make even more money. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the best thing is probably to have a standard, um, a standard file format that people use, and a mm-hmm. standard skeleton. So the the actual movements of an avatar are controlled by a, by a skeleton uh, is basically like all the. Pieces of the body, like the arms and the legs, right? And each avatar maker has their own way of doing the math and the representations of those movements, and that makes it really difficult. You either have to do a lot of, you know, complicated math to match movements from one skeleton to another, or you have to um, you know, remake the avatar for every different situation, and so that is a technical challenge that is, you know, it's one kind of one of these. One of these hurdles to interoperability, mm-hmm. um, and how that'll shake out, no one no one knows. Maybe someone will just come up with a really nice set of uh, open source algorithms that will remap, retarget all the skeletons to each other, and people can still freely create the way that they want to. Or maybe someone will make a file format that Google and Microsoft adopt, and then ever and, and Meta adopt, and everyone else will adopt it in turn. So, see, we'll see probably over the next few years how that shakes out. Kind of more on the NFT side, like you were getting into, is inventory, right? So whether it's the crypto wallet or DIDS or DIDS wallet or whatever, people are going to have things in this 3D world, right? Like Fortnite, Epic Games is making a ton of money every year uh, selling hats and Spider-Man skins and all this on Fortnite. They don't do anything. But people have shown they just like intrinsically want to have personalized representation of themselves, right? Um, well, there's and- a whole,
2: gosh, I highly recommend this uh, documentary, The Century of Self. Uh, yeah, there's that's one of the hallmarks of the whole modern era is this decision that we spend money in order to individualize ourselves and express our individual personalities. And it's gotten so... Ingrained in us that like Among Us, you know that game Among Us, they mm-hmm. make so much money on hats that you pay a dollar twenty-five to just get something that someone doodled on like a sticky note. Like if you've seen the Among Us graphics, it is nothing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm all for it. I love cosmetics. And then the other thing about Fortnite that's been interesting uh on this series is that they're kind of pushing the forefront of live events, right? Live virtual events.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. So And so that's kind of what I think why Fortnite has been given so much credit as like the people actually making the metaverse because they start. I mean, and and I have to give them I have to give them a ton of credit. Fortnite is a super popular game. People love it. But when you look at at, um, you know, younger players who are sick of Facebook and sick of all these these platforms with their parents like spying on them and having their data stolen and all this stuff, they're just Mm -hmm. hanging out in Fortnite, too. And so it's becoming this incredible social network by itself. And it Uh, allows for things like concerts and I'm sure, you know, commerce and all this. The problem with Fortnite, as I see it, is the barrier to entry is huge. It can never be the Internet. Like If I have to download an Unreal Engine game that's multiple gigabytes and it has to update all the time, through yeah. a particular game store that you have to get that right. app first. N- yeah. N- Make an only, account. Only people who are dedicated to that experience people who are, are going into to it. do that. People who are like, right.
2: I really want to play Fortnite. I'm a video gamer. Right. But not yeah. your average schmo. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so for this to work, like for this to actually be what it's supposed to be, it's got to be something that like m- mom can use. Right. Like it's is how you're going to buy. Clothes for your kids in the future. If that's if that's if we want to take it to its, its logical mm-hmm. conclusion, um, and so the inventory is very important for that because you know the the personalization mixed with the diversity of experiences means that we need some way so that when you go somewhere, um, you can take that with you. Like imagine if you went into a store and you bought a shirt and then as soon as you left the, sh- the store, your shirt disappeared like, from your body and you were like naked from the waist up because you weren't <laughs> allowed to leave the store with it. Uh, that would be a pretty limited experience and the that's utility, my kink, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that's what works <laughs> for you. Um, but, uh, but on the internet, you know, we don't have that right now because we have no representation of ourselves. As soon Gift as these cards are-, are that or like Disney
2: bucks. So we will accept it in some context. I'm just saying humans can yeah. be made
0: to accept that scenario. That's true for Disney bucks. But if if I had to leave my my Mickey Mouse stuffed animal when I left Disneyland, I'd be pretty yeah. pissed, right? You like, want the merch. You want your actual shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so once avatars become, you know, once we have the avatars, the personalization of those avatars will depend on companies, if not liking. Uh, having to let people move between worlds with their stuff tolerating it because the ones that don't will probably just face market pressures and like not be able to retain users because they'll people will be like well this is lame i have to spend a bunch of money just to have a fortnite skin but fortnite's Mm -hmm. not letting me take my skin anywhere else and i can't bring any of my other stuff in here so like this is too isolated of an experience for me now. And I don't really want to deal with it. On the other hand, if there's a gun that works in Fortnite, I think it's very reasonable to say like, oh yeah, I can't use that gun in Skyrim because it wouldn't make any sense in the, in in the situation. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how it's, it's very difficult to predict that that's going to be totally like emergent behavior for people. Yeah. I but. question
2: whether it's even technologically feasible to work at that level, but it doesn't have to be for these technologies to continue to weave themselves into our lives in some way. I just don't think the thing that it's going to be is taking video game items into other games. I don't think it'll ever be that.
0: It, it, not unless the games are specifically Why designed do we for want them.
2: that. Well, maybe no, okay. For chaos. Look You're at saying, your chat, in man. In addition <laughs> in addition to all the games that currently exists that are closed off system maybe there will be a new kind of game also i, I just don't believe it will supplant all other forms of you know They like in gaming it's interesting there's often cries that multiplayer is all there is and single player is dead but then every year there's like horizon zero dawn and elden ring and god of war and you know what i mean
0: yeah. No. I, yeah. Uh, we just I,
2: add stuff. We add product right. tiers. We don't remove product
0: tiers. Right. Yeah. All but right. So I maybe.
2: Th- yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe there's interoperable games as a whole genre that. I comes. mean, doesn't that I, sound I kind that. of
0: fun to be like in a game? In like I don't a Western like multiplayer game. games. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I, I think it sounds kind of crazy. I mean, look, if you go into VR chat, it is fun. Mm-hmm. It's also like kind of messes with your concept of humanity and like where we're going as a species Mm -hmm. but it's fun i don't know how much time you spend in vr chat very little as little as possible it's wild i believe you go on the oh everyone go on the vr chat subreddit okay just just a word of advice but don't actually do that (laughs) (laughs) well wait all right which is it (laughs) well it depends i'll let you decide i'll let you decide but be warned you weren't. Fairly one, um, be ye, says I. Yeah. So, you know, the extension of this is also that we'll have spaces in this virtual world, right? If we if we have physical representations of websites, our social media might be a home space that then contains all of these different items that we have. That could be public or private. We can invite our friends over. Um, you know, M- Michael and I haven't lived near each other very much in the past many Mm -hmm. decades and it would be (laughs) it would be great if we could have just like a common space that we could just you know knock on the door of and and hang out um without a lot of coordination Uh, oh i play tabletop
2: simulator with people all the time also yeah
0: what's tabletop simulator
2: oh it's a vr game that simulates any board game oh that sounds great with chat, you know, voice chat, so you just voice chat and play board games. Yeah, oh, yeah, that fun. sounds cool. It's good stuff. Should do you that. should join us.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. The well. children, you know.
2: Yes. Yeah, slap <laughs> Those... little helmets on them. We'll
0: get them in. Oh no. Deal them in. Oh my God, no! I put, <laughs> I put uh, my my quest on Ashton, and mm-hmm. I did it for like five seconds, and I took it off, and he was like a little heroin addict not oh they will not touch the vr for years years and years. oh wow
2: because it's too powerful they want it too much yeah Yeah. he
0: like he put it on i took it off and he's like i want it it wow put it back on my head now
2: (laughs) see humans are ready for this we're ready to just become virtual
0: people oh yeah no in a terrible way like (laughs) um screen um, addiction comes easily to us yeah it's well I mean, do you do do VR very often? Yeah, fair bit. It tricks you very quickly. It's almost scary. Yeah, it's surprising
2: how little your brain needs to think, wow, this is pretty real. Even though it's objectively not, there's a bunch of clues. Like, you can still hear your real surroundings. But your brain is, like, pretty tricked, more than you'd think.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's... um, Yeah, it works well. (laughs) You you know my favorite is? uh, This is, like, pretty cliched, but... Walkabout golf, man, just like the most pleasant experience. Now, Mini for me, golf. it's lone echo floating in space. Oh, lo- lone Looking echoes. around is so oh, good. Yeah. Oh, lone yeah. echo is good. The first time, the first time I like launched off of a, a you know, a couple of those like bars on lone echo, mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, this is life changing. <laughs> yep. I am now in zero gravity, even though I'm clearly standing on the floor right now. Um, yeah, our so brand, our monkey we'll brands, our monkey brands are not not ready for this sort of uh, <laughs> conflict um yeah so i mean so you wanted to talk about nfts a little bit more did you have any other questions about the My NFT other stuff?
2: question because it's the thing that's dear to me is a major argument against it is the way you like or with gas fees, or the way you prove your identity is always through having the computer solve these massive equations, and that equals energy, blah, 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 blah. What are your thoughts around the idea of just like people who, I mean, is it valid to say, well, I just won't fuck with any of this technology because it's ruining the environment or it's so, is there a way that that can ever be scaled back or is it necessary, is it intrinsic to the technology that you expend vast tracts of energy in order to do
0: this? That is a good question. And uh, it, it the answer is there are ways around it. And um, so Bitcoin famously uses a it's called a proof of work uh, algorithm and mm-hmm. that's the thing that burns all of the energy because each node is having to solve is, is having to verify all of these transactions and it's having to do all of the math and, and use all the electricity to do that math. And that's that's kind of where this this uh, trope comes from. There's a, you know, I guess Ethereum is like a second generation blockchain. It still uses proof of work, um, mm-hmm. but the ones that come after that use something called proof of stake, and that's where people put their, you know, their tokens in a pool and verify through their participation in the blockchain. Uh, that these transactions are valid, and that uses far less energy. So those are seen as it's like an I i, I you know I've seen like ninety eight percent improvement or something. And so yeah, those are going to be much less energy intensive. And even Ethereum, uh, we'll see if they actually ever do it because they've been working on it for years. But they keep saying they're going to move to a proof of stake also. Um, and I think it was supposed to happen in April. Now it's supposed to happen in August see we'll see what happens but if that happens then the you know the uh, environmental impact of ethereum will drop significantly a Bitcoin will probably never change because it has no uh, it has no like real foundation running it or anything it was just kind of set in motion and so it doesn't it doesn't change a whole lot um, so it'll be up to people whether they decide if they want to keep using Bitcoin or not but the other ones the other ones have have the chance, and actually, many of them already do uh, reduce that impact. So, like Solana, in order Cardona. to
2: like it's a selling point, right? For some, yeah, of them, yeah, they want to well, do just that so that they'll it, get people who are that. It's honestly just a
0: progression that. of technology, right? Like proof of work stuff was the first way people figured out the blockchain, and then people figured out this proof of stake stuff, and, and they're like, that's the, the, more the, efficient. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah. It's like <laughs> let's not use all of the GPUs on Earth to mine so that we have these
2: fucking graphics card shortages because some guy in Iowa has a fucking warehouse of graphics (laughs) cards just running
0: hate that shit yeah I've heard stories of people like having shipping containers and they'll just like move them between China and Texas states yeah which like what regulations are are in vogue in those areas like
2: (laughs) so that would be my last question then is Because we're seeing this huge crash, obviously, of so many of these. And there's the theory, the popular theory that's been forwarded is that like all these NFT guys, whales, right, were uh, pooled their money and got uh, what's his name to do a Super Bowl commercial for crypto so that. Enough liquid funds from new marks would come in so they could liquidate. And that's what precipitated the crash. Is all the whales who are just in it for a quick buck getting out and going, all right, that's enough crypto. I made my killing. I want the money I'm liquidating now. Um, What's your take on all that? Does that seem like a valid take to you? It's not Mark Wahlberg. Who the fuck was it in the crypto commercial? I don't Um, know. You know, it's, you know, it's goodwill hunting. Matt Damon.
0: Oh, Matt Damon and, did a crypto uh, commercial? I didn't even know yeah, that. Yeah,
2: yeah, Fortune favors the brave. First of all, it's fortune favors the bold. That really bothered me. But second of all, a lot of internet conspiracy theories have said that's the, you know, they did that so there would be enough liquid in crypto so that they could get out. And that's why everything's crashing. My question is more general than that. It's just, I think a lot of people who hate crypto slash NFTs slash the metaverse has less stink on it, but they're all sort of related technologies. Are so I see a lot of people on internet who are like, well, that's that fad over and done. Where do you land on those? Because I don't actually believe that. I think there is there are reasons behind the crash, and yet also that it's true that these technologies are not going away. Yeah. What do you I, think?
0: So be- before I even answer the question, just like... And a piece of outlook for how I see the world at least is like never attribute to malice what can be explained by incompetence you know mm. um, and to think that all of these people colluded to, <laughs> to like pump up these coins as an as a technology and an industry so that they could dump everything seems, a, it seems like you're giving people a little bit too much credit and a lot of these crypto whales um, just got super rich because they made a lucky bet six or seven years ago. They're not like the most sophisticated people, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so I'm sure some of them are right. But, but by definition, they aren't the Illuminati. Right.
2: Okay. So then in your mind, what is fueling the crash and is it a fatal crash? That's the end of that.
0: Well, what I, I, okay. I'm not an economist, but um, I have, I, I, from what I've heard is that these crypto tokens were supposed to be uncoupled from the wider market and it's turning out that that's just not true so the wider market has crashed because of inflation and war and supply chain issues and covid uh you know the years-long effects of that china shutting its ports and cities and all this stuff and that's driving up inflation which is making capital more expensive and the capital that people have invested in crypto is liquid so they can move that capital out of crypto into well, other then investments. Well, the you don't
2: blah, blah. have to rely on banks. Now there's this safe thing, the crypto. Well, and you're like, well, when the stock market crashed, crypto crashed.
0: So that's right. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically what it turned out is that I'm sure most economists would probably tell you this is that I mean, they probably could have predicted that. Yeah, oh yeah. Once one person's investment in this area crashed, uh, you know, th- there's some correlation to this other investment, and it happens to be—it seems to be very well correlated with uh, tech, the tech sector, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which it is basically tech stock. Like Ethereum is—it's—it's uh, it's basically a tech stock, even though you know it's not technically a security, but <laughs> but that's how people are using it. Um and yeah, I mean that's that's how I see it is it's probably not gonna go away. Um maybe this will be good in the long run that it corrected and people can stop treating it like the lottery and start or get rich it, quick scheme. Yeah. Yeah, treat it more for you for utility that it might have. And the you know, the next generation of people building on it will hopefully Learn some lessons and not try to scam people and it'll become more sustainable. I mean, the same thing happened in the early Internet, right? Like the dot com bubble was. I and mean, do you remember some of the businesses that came of it? It was like pets.com and whatnot. Yeah, yeah well, that's, that's, all, yeah, that's all this what stuff, I was but,
2: thinking was uh, that's why I don't think it, it has the smack of any technology where there's a period where it's laughable clown world and everyone's just fucking Wild Westing shit. Um, And then there's second wave and third wave, right? And then you find out who actually... The dust settles and then there's serious people who are going to make the real money over the long term. Like, it solidifies, you know, like oh, okay, Netflix, I guess, is something to be taken seriously now. And suddenly streaming is a quadrant that everyone wants to get into. Now to the point where Netflix is struggling because they have so many competitors. But I do think the same thing is true. I don't think the metaverse is dead. I think the crash is uh, the death of the first wave, party time. Like, good good old boy. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, Yeah, background.
0: Oh, yeah, there's so much... Yeah, I've been following investments and stuff in, in the whole metaverse space. And there were so many people who were just blatantly ripping other people's stuff off and uh, and and open source technologies without any real idea how to use them or extend them. And people are getting like seven, eight million dollar seed rounds um, with nothing, with like literally copies of other people's work. And the investors didn't even bother to like do due diligence it was so right it was just like so much of a feeding frenzy um and now everyone's paying for it (laughs) now everything's all dried up Um, yeah yeah um but so the next part of this we can move on from uh inventory stuff is the actual content and this i'll keep it i'll try to keep it high level because this is like the uh identity where it gets real real nerdy real fast Mm -hmm. but you know, in a video game, you have professional game designers and developers building these worlds in sophisticated pipelines through major corporations, right? Like um, Rockstar and Blizzard, they all have their own processes. And in this future environment, it's very attractive that this would be easier for a creator economy for you know many people to participate in, like we have Squarespace or. Webflow now, right? You want everyone mm-hmm. to be able to make their own website, um, and what that requires is a standardization of uh, different file formats for three D models specifically. And right now, that's not standardized, and there are you know five or six major uh, major formats that all have some you know low level differences. And uh, there, there are a couple groups. There's the Kronos group that is working on this thing called GLTF. And that's probably, you know, what. hopefully that will be the standard format. But this, you know, this will have to be done across the board for uh, lots of different things. Just like we have JPEGs now um, and MP3s and MP4s. The same thing will have to happen with, uh, with this, like, these spatial assets, 3D assets. And... Um, it's just super difficult. Creating this content is still costly. It's still uh, a very specialized skill. Um, You know, just like when Photoshop came out, that was. I was going to say, we also have TIFFs and PNGs
2: and PSD is like, is there a chance there will be multiple and we'll have to just deal with multiple.
0: So yeah, there, I'm sure there will always be multiple, but like uh, the USD, format that i think pixar created and Mm then open sourced Uh, and gltf seem to be seem to be the most widely adopted uh i got you uh you say tiffs and psds and everything like most of those are not used on the web you just you basically use like pngs and svgs and they
2: all serve nuanced slightly different functions which
0: i understand but yeah right so there will be that um, I guess I
2: just wonder if you can ever get down to one because there's something about human nature. We usually have two Coke and Pepsi, um, like there usually. I don't know. There's usually a competitor angle or or a slot in our minds for so, the so dominant that's the,
0: one and the subsidiary one. So that's the idea between the standards bodies is not that. So there's not a competition. No one's profiting off of these file formats, mm-hmm. um, especially like now USD is open source now. So especially something like that. Um, and the standards bodies are there for the major players to say, we're throwing our weight behind this together. And that means that all the small players who want to make, you know, basically it comes down to the people who want to make a profit off you of play ball. You
2: gotta, yeah, if yeah. you want to
0: play ball. You gotta, you gotta make GLTFs. Okay. So that's just how you're going to do it. And that will make it so that it's at least accessible for people to know how to make things. Um, and i think it'll be a lot like graphic design where right now i mean like how many 3d modelers do you know um you can download blender it's open source mm-hmm. it's still a very niche skill uh whereas people have ms paint and can do some pretty cool stuff on ms paint it's pretty easy to get your hands on uh photoshop or something analogous to photoshop and people are doing
2: you know or the ultimate evolution of that trend is like I used to, it used to be a highly skilled thing to retouch a photo and change the brightness and contrast. Now you press the wand button on the app on your phone that's already built into the phone's camera app and it just does it. I mean, that's right. That's what you want is that level of something that used to be a whole deal. Now it's nothing. You just do it. You're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like, you know, it'd be awesome if you could draw a stick figure and then use like but if you've seen like the Dolly 2 or whatever. Um, right. Yeah. And say, so make
2: it, it a pirate guy. Yeah, make it a and pirate. It goes, okay. And it
0: gives you a 3D model of a pirate. And you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to put this.
2: And you just thing adjust thing. the skeleton <laughs> slightly and you're off. T- good to go.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's what we need because people will want to create. But a lot of this, a lot of these skills are just still super technical. And mm-hmm. um, that's what that's what the standards are there for. Uh, that's it's just another hurdle, it's just something to keep in mind. Uh, we don't have to go any deeper than that. But sure. yeah, the The last thing is, or I'm sorry, not the last thing, the second to last thing, is social networking. So when you have identity, you have to have a way to connect to people like you would in the real world. And we, we have pretty good models for this, right? We have like phone contacts, we have... Facebook Circles, friends. yeah. Circles, yeah. Um, but... In addition to that, we have to specifically be able to connect together for our experiences because in the real world you have a contiguous physical geometry, right? Like if I go from if I'm in a mall and I go from whatever, yogurt lands to the bookstore. To
2: yogurt time.
0: Mm-hmm. To yogurt time, yeah. Because my your friend wants custard flavored and they don't have that at yogurt land. You just walk over there. Yeah. in uh, in a digital world that may not be the case those are controlled by two different people built by two different people uh, and you might have to load from two different servers right and so you're gonna disconnect and you're gonna reconnect and uh, you need to be able to form you know basically a party like you would in World of Warcraft or something uh, but like on the internet so it persists from room to room that so that your
2: friends come with you when you go over there. Gotcha. Right.
0: So using the identity system we talked about earlier with dids and these kinds of things, you can, you know, you can theoretically do that. Um, the difficult, the more difficult thing, unless people adopt these dids like an actual open standard is that if the two experiences are built on different platforms, then it becomes, you know, that that's difficult. Like if I use Decentraland or something, Decentraland can easily say, oh, you're on a party together. We'll just teleport you together. Um, but if I'm on Decentraland and then I go to the Sandbox or something. Or shop at Walmart or whatever. Or shop at Walmart.com, yeah. Um, <laughs> then that is going to break down really quickly the way that we have it set up right now. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, this kind of echoes back, that, that identity thing is like basically the most foundational part of
2: all. Well, it's of this. like the combination of the two. It's the interoperability of your identity.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you have to have the identity and then everyone's got to agree on how to use it and allow you to connect together and persist together and, and uh you know, basically recreate the real world through through these different models. Um and then speaking of that, the last thing is traversal. And what traversal means is basically how you move from space to space Uh, in a lot of these things like VR chat and uh, a lot of the, um, a lot of the platforms that exist now, like on cyber and and
2: these. Like, can you fly? Can you clip through walls if you want? What is Mm, actually, what are the universal rules? The
0: portals portals from place to place. Oh, okay. So if I'm on walmart.com and I want to go to target.com right now, we use a hyperlink, right? Um, Mm -hmm. What does a hyperlink look like when you're in 3d? I'm going to guess a door. I, but, but it, so here's the thing though. Do you restrict it to being a door? What if you're in the forest? Do you just have a door in the middle of the forest? Or do you have a Keebler elf hole in the tree? Um, you know, like is, are these standardized? And when it's text, it's pretty easy. You well, just so that's text. what I'm saying is, isn't
2: this why none of this will ever happen? <laughs> Doesn't this all fall apart? Cause is this impossible? <laughs>
0: Well, or I don't think do it's impossible. Still, we'll just have do to you adopt. you think these things
2: can be overcome?
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I think that we'll just have to adopt norms. Um, and I probably there will be different themes, right? Like people understand in in different settings that there are different different things, or you just label things better. Like maybe maybe the the most hardcore don't want to break the illusion, so it literally is just a door, but maybe you have an actual like reflection of what the next world will be. Right. Right.
2: Like maybe it's a square pane that has a mm -hmm. picture of the website, quote unquote, that you're about to visit and you press it and then it envelops you and you're there now. Right.
0: And and there are people, there are people who are already, who've already, like if you go to on cyber, actually on cyber has a Mm -hmm. really cool way of doing this. You walk up to these like black squares and you can push E and it preloads the world that it goes to and mm-hmm. then you can walk through the portal like alice in wonderland and it doesn't load right right just so like people are playing
2: through. with how yeah. is, is that yeah. aspect going to work sure
0: yeah now that becomes really difficult because on cyber for those worlds, I don't think those are multiplayer and there's, a you know, that ton of
2: complexity. Right, but it could be anything. Yeah. The simplest, most rudimentary could be like a blue text link appears in front of you and you touch it and it fades to black and fades back in and yeah. you're there, you know, like it could be right. shitty at first and then get better. But we'll we see. will
0: have to have norms for it, right? Right. I, yeah, yeah, that's the big thing. Because away. again, it's really easy for people who grew up playing video games to say, I will. I'll figure this out. It's not I'll figure out a door leads to but, a portal,
2: and but it's like, yeah, but your aunt won't necessarily,
0: right? And in the long term, that's probably okay because everyone who grows up will now be, be you know, digital native. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but is it fair for us to like cut off huge swaths of society from? commerce and and entertainment and ask the coal miners I don't know (laughs) yeah well I mean I just don't think those people still have a ton of money is basically what it comes down to Um, all of these trends shift based on who's paying for the trends sorry if that's too cynical but that's how usually you're a good mix of cynical and optimistic thanks I try try to be (laughs) Um, so yeah that's just an yeah. observation. <laughs> oh, well. Try to be a realist, pra- pragmatist. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but maybe not that. lose hope. Yeah, yeah. Walk um, that so, I mean, that's. I just wanted to walk through those things in this last episode yeah. and give people an idea of not just the not just the hype, because I hope when people look at these, I, I mean, I think most of the stuff will die in the next year. All the bad stuff. But there's so, especially in the crypto space, there are so many projects that are like, we're using Unreal Engine to do this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And you just like throw a hundred buzzwords and it's like, okay, that sounds, that sounds like reasonably like what you would do. Mm -hmm. But then you look and it's like, people don't even, you know, no one's actually thought through any of the details and it becomes really obvious. So, Whenever you're looking at this stuff, don't just look at pretty pictures and white papers. Look at the team and what their beliefs are and all of the all this stuff. And if it's just seriously, if it's just like everyone's going to get paid out from this, it's a rug pull. Like just know mm-hmm. it's a scam and move on. Uh, I think I think we're probably there with the with I was the huge say, crypto it's crash. It's safe to
2: say I think most of our listeners. Are like there was no danger. Don't worry. I wasn't planning <laughs> to invest in that at this point anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, not even invest, but not just don't even play it. Because the ti- just, yeah, the t- that's right. I'll you just wait in any-
2: I'll just wait until it's more real in ten years and then see what's up.
0: Um, I think it's gonna be. Fa- I, I honestly think it's gonna be faster. faster than, than that. that. I okay. think the I think the web will start just becoming more spatialized. That's, that's my mm-hmm. hope. It's not that it's gonna be like some instant shift drastic but it's now be like, we're
2: plugged in but yeah, it's a like transition. you're gonna go on
0: squarespace yeah. and be like oh okay well i or used like, to use squarespace yeah. now i make 3d websites you know
2: right exactly and someone some company will have a huge success with a 3D spatialized web experience that goes along with their product, and then everyone will start doing it. And then people yeah. will go, oh, this is what they meant by metaverse. Oh, just like a 3D website. Okay. Right, uh, right. And then it'll become a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the people who have been working on this for you know more than the past eight months mm-hmm. really don't like the word metaverse. Like It's basically like Mark Zuckerberg co-opted it and, and turned it into his own thing. Um, so the, if you hear spatial web or immersive web we or anything like those that, terms, 3D okay. web, the, those are all basically web three, the metaverse. I too. hear that. Yeah. Catching what you? Web 3? Web, uh, web 3 is mainly crypto. Web 3.0 is <laughs> Metaverse. Is sometimes... So sometimes okay. it usually like incorporates crypto uh, and 3D well, stuff. I'm yeah. just
2: saying that's the whole point about accessibility, right? Eventually, yeah. we'll also need to standardize a simple, handy term that everyone knows that means the thing that we don't have to argue about. <laughs> well, I like well, cyberspace. Well, yeah, but information superhighway—that's
0: a. Those good Those are already one. like so. Here, actually, I think that's a good point. Is that do we need a new term or is it just the internet? <laughs>
2: Is it just that the internet is, is just uh, the internet?
0: 3D now, Yeah, but it didn't change that we still just call it the internet? That's entirely I mean, possible. I mean, yeah. Nerds say uh, web 1.0 and 2.0, but does anyone actually care what web 2.0 is? No. Exactly. It's just, oh, I started using Facebook. Like, um, yeah, oh, okay. Third well.
2: wave versus fourth wave ska. You
0: yeah. Know? Right. Only yeah. if you
2: know, you know. If you, know. if you don't know, you probably don't need to know. You could yeah, get you along just fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so for our four-part series on the various waves of ska tune in next time. I know but thank you again dude this has been great uh yeah, i've, I've been... learned a lot about something that i'm just very interested in because i do my whole life is the internet and this seems like the next stage of that despite all the crap swirling around it i still think it is
0: Yeah, I I totally do, too. I think we're probably going to see a slowdown in the development. Um, We were talking just before we started recording about uh, Meta was planning to spend $10 billion a year on this. And because of all of the other pressures they're facing, like privacy rules and Apple uh, changing their privacy policies, their revenue is way down. So Mm -hmm. all of that investment, not all of it, but they're slowing way down macroeconomic forces are are slowing well, investments in and these the rise kinds of, of
2: populist fascism globally it's like and the pandemic and the as you said i think there's also the slowdown of just like it is a particularly rough time globally as oh, everyone's yeah. aware right now and has been yeah. for several years so shit is not you know high high-end tech is probably slowed slightly just by that yeah um we got other shit to deal with <laughs>
0: I will actually say that it's probably worth keeping an eye out on fascism and people using these tools. I, fascists seem to be getting better at adopting tech new savvy. technologies. Yeah. So <laughs> so keep an eye out uh, when these 3D websites start popping up that they're not subtly turning you into a white supremacist. Yeah.
2: Uh... I'm hopeful that it's the last ragged gasp of a dying ideology, but. Oh, it um, absolutely is. I mean, demographically, yeah.
0: Demographically, there's no way that it can survive in the next, like even 10 years. Like, right. Yeah. Weird way to end this. Maybe weird, wild stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my eyes are swollen.
2: I have an excuse. Yeah. I can barely read my notes, but you don't. Um, Griff. I don't know. Do I give you a plug? Do you even where, well, you're on Twitter. Where can people follow you? Find yeah, out what I'm, you do. I'm mostly you do it, on LinkedIn. You're just LinkedIn. an interesting cat, man.
0: <laughs> I'm on <laughs> LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. I, I don't, I have, I've just never been good at the social media. I know. know. <laughs> um, but, so I have been working on, on these technologies uh, with the a yeah. group called Ethereal the Engine. And we're like really focusing on that uh, kind of Squarespace WordPress model to get through websites um, going so you can check it out etherealengine.com it's an open source platform that we're productizing and uh, we'd love we'd love people to use it and tell us what's good and what's bad so we can make it better
2: check it out etherealengine.com and uh, we're gonna have you on soon for a frame rate yeah Yeah, now that everyone knows you strangling everyone knows that's right I want to showcase your the two wildly different sides of Griffin Rowell. So we've had scientist Griffin breaking down the metaverse and associated technologies and now we're going to talk the greasy strangler <laughs> and that'll be a very different experience. So stay tuned for that. Please send your love and small beans welcomes to Griffin. He's going to become a recurring bean, I think. I would love that. Yeah. All right, love dude. Beaning. I think we're done we well, right. got to at least finish Jesus Christ Superstar, so we'll figure something out.